Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Shopify presents Cool Sheets from AHA to Lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. We are in part two of our NFL Draft Preview. And with whatever time we have left, we'll discuss the latest sports news, maybe some Major League Baseball injuries, some NCAA basketball coaching hires and recruiting news. We'll see what we get to. But that's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast, presented by Shocked Energy. Go to shockedenergy.com and get yourself a low-calorie, zero-sugar energy drink. Use the code STOVE, you get 10% off your purchase. Again, that's shockedenergy.com, code STOVE, 10% off your purchase. Well, we are continuing our NFL Draft preview episodes, leading us towards our mock draft episode in just a couple of episodes. I am joined, as I am usually, by my dad, Dale Stover. Dad, how you doing? Doing good. Glad to be here. All right. Well, uh, we've survived yet another week. We're coming into part two. We're going to look at several uh, teams here and their draft options, and that includes the Green Bay Packers. We'll get to them as well. Uh, before we get to the draft stuff, I do want to bring up Baker Mayfield. He had an interview this past week, and he came out and said, you know, he feels disrespected. He mentioned Seattle, which is a team we had discussed already uh, for him. But, I mean, does it? do you think anything's going to happen like before the draft with Baker Mayfield, or do you think this is going to carry on for a little while? Um, I think it, it'll either be right before the draft, depending on you know trades or things like that, or then right after the draft, once teams know if they got a quarterback, who they got, um, and how they're going from there. I think it could happen before. Um, interesting spot. I was thinking it'd be a landing spot for him if they do something strange with a trade would be Arizona. You know, there's still a lot of talk about Kyler Murray and should you know, are they going to keep him? Supposedly they've got room in the budget. But if they were to trade him, I think that place would be a great landing spot for Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I could see that. I, I was thinking the same thing. I would be absolutely shocked, though, if they don't figure it out with Kyler Murray. Um, boy, uh, you know. That would blow my mind if they didn't get it figured out with Kyler Murray. So we'll see what happens there. I'm intrigued by this whole Mayfield situation. Again, Cleveland really doesn't have any leverage in this situation. Uh, They've got uh, Deshaun Watson, who we're assuming is still going to be suspended by the league for some amount of time. So technically, Baker could start in Cleveland this year. It doesn't sound like he has any interest in doing that. So we'll see what they can get, if anything, from uh, from Cleveland, 
here as well. Uh, Houston, obviously the team that makes sense as well, with the exception of the fact that they're probably wanting to tank for the guys next year to some degree. But again, there's option there. And, and I like the idea of giving Davis Mills a year to see what he can do. And maybe he ends up being the guy in Houston and they don't have to draft a quarterback next year, but we'll see how all that shakes out. Houston has the number 13 pick last week, last episode, we went through the top 12 picks in the draft um, and we covered those teams. So if you're interested in hearing things about the Texans, you'll have to go back to last episode as they picked number three and we discussed them then. So we will not discuss them again at 13. So that brings us to number 14 and that's the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Dad, John Harbaugh, still there as the coach. I actually signed an extension this year. Uh, Greg Roman, still the OC. Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator, Chris Horton, special teams. Um, I want to start with, before we get to the players, John Harbaugh. I said last year I thought it was going to be his last year in Baltimore. Obviously, I was wrong. But I still think that maybe a change in Baltimore would have been good for them. Uh, do you have confidence that uh, John Harbaugh can get this team back to where they were just a couple years ago? Yes, I, I do. I think John Harbaugh is a really, really good coach. And uh, it was funny, I heard some talk this week um, around that he is one of the coaches that they could see coaching, you know, well into his 70s just because of his energy and the way he does things from there. I mean, you know, he's had great success at Baltimore. Um, I, I'd be a little surprised about them moving on Um there, you know, depending on how the whole thing works out with, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson. But, um, I mean, I think they can rebound and still be very, very competitive, uh, even though they're getting, you know, their, their division is getting tougher in some ways. So, um, I, I, I think, I think he's fine for a while, but we'll see. Yeah. You know, it's interesting to see. I, I'm not real sure that I feel that confident, but again, I was kind of down on him anyhow. So maybe that's blinding me a little bit on what, what can be done there. I just kind of feel like maybe his time has come, come to an end. Uh, key players for Baltimore. Let me pull this over here so I can see it. Uh, Lamar Jackson, JK Dobbins, Rashad Bateman, Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews makes up pretty dynamic offense. If Lamar Jackson can get back to where he was uh, defensively, Patrick queen, who's one of the two guys I felt like the Packers should have drafted as opposed to Jordan Love uh, a couple of years ago. T. Higgins was the other guy. But nonetheless, Patrick Queen, Marcus Peters, and Marlon Humphrey there on the corners. Needs for the Ravens is the offensive line. Um, safety and defensive line is kind of where I sit with them. Uh, do you think Baltimore's in a pretty good spot here? They're at 14. But again, they had a really down year last year. Yes, um, you know, obviously they did, but yeah, they're in a good spot, I think, to get what they need. And I think probably defensive line, um, they should be in a spot right there, you know, for maybe with the top def inside defensive lineman to come off. And, uh, that'd be a great pick for them there. So I think they're in a good spot as far as their need is concerned. Um, even if it's, you know, cornerback or edge rusher or, or offensive line, uh, there's going to be a good player for them there. Um, they may be a team that a lot of people talk to about trades because that'd be a spot people would like to move up to. But um, they can probably get right what they need there. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about the two linemen from Georgia uh, expected to be first-round draft picks uh, there, Devontae Wyatt, Jordan Davis. Very well could get one of them. I'm not sure if both will still be there or not. Uh, safety, Kyle Hamilton, who was talked about as a top-five pick for a while early in the process. A lot of people have kind of been down on him as far as he'd still be on a first-round draft pick, but maybe not a top-10 guy. If he slides to 14, I'd be surprised if Baltimore didn't take him there. Offensive linemen, I think you're looking at guys like Bernard Raymond from Central Michigan, uh, possibly that Tyler Linderbaum there as well uh, uh, from Iowa that we've talked about. But I think if you're going to go for Linderbaum, Dad, the more that I'm researching him, I think he, he's going to have to play center. I don't think guard is going to be his best fit in the NFL. So I think if you're drafting him, you're thinking center. Uh, and I think it's probably 14 too high for the other inside linemen, guys like Zion Johnson or Kenyon Green as well. So uh, an interesting spot at 14. Again, another – anytime you're in this range, now you're starting to look for trades, possibly guys moving up for quarterback, um, depending on how things fall. Maybe even a run on receivers brings people up because you've got uh, the Eagles coming up and the Saints coming up. 
uh, that could both use some wide receiver help. So maybe you see some movement. And I think at 14, if you move down anywhere, five, six, seven, eight slots, you're not going to be missing out on a whole lot here. Plus, you're going to add to your your trade values down the road as well. So, or excuse me, your draft picks down the road. So, um, I think Baltimore's in a good spot if they got a guy they really like uh, there at 14, they can take them. But I think they're in a prime spot to move down as well uh, here at 14. Next up is uh, at 15 is the Philadelphia Eagles. They acquired this pick from Miami. Uh, they also pick at 18, a, a pick they acquired from New Orleans. They're coached by Nick Sirianni. Uh, Shane Steichen is the offense coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, defensive coordinator, Michael Clay, special teams. Key players, Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard on the offensive side. Fletcher Cox, Derek Barnett, Darius Slay, and Hassan Reddick on the defensive side. Dad, we got to start quarterback right with Philadelphia. They've uh, they've kind of set themselves up well for next season to possibly go after a quarterback next year. All signs point to Jalen Hurts being the guy for this year. Uh, again, uh, is it a year that they're tanking? Is it a year where they're... Uh, have to make the decision that Jalen Hurts is the future or not. Um, and what are your thoughts on Jalen Hurts for next season? I think it's the year where they have to make a decision. I don't believe it's a deal where they're tanking. Um, I think they still think, you know, there's a chance with Jalen Hurts. And I think there is, you know, he's athletic. And uh, as I thought about this, you know, last year was the first year, new coaching staff, new system, everything there. This year, you know, they know exactly what they're looking at. They, they know, I think, what his abilities are. Um, again, it was funny when you were naming off the, the key players. Those are not star names, a lot of them. So the cover may be a little bit bare there, but um, they should be able to fit a system around and get a good look at, at can he do what they need him to do. Yeah, I mean, Devontae Smith is legit at wide receiver, the rookie from last year. Um, but Jalen Rager was an absolute miss in 2020. So he's still on the team. Uh, they don't have a whole lot going for him as far as firepower goes. And as I've talked about many times over, you look at what Cincinnati did last year, they gave the quarterback every weapon possible. Philadelphia, if they, if they truly believe that Jalen Hurts can be the guy, they've got to get him the right weapons uh, there as well. Defensively, they've got Fletcher Cox still. Uh, Brandon Graham, who has up and down moments of the year, Kaiser White, they brought in as a linebacker, uh, along with Hassan Reddick. Uh, you know, they've got some guys that are probably above average players. Fletcher Clock, Cox, definitely. Uh, but, you know, man, it's an interesting spot. Linebacker, safety, and cornerback are the main areas here. Uh, wide receiver, of course, as well for Philadelphia. I think, again, at 15, you're going to have legit opportunity at one of the top wide receivers in the draft. Uh, I'm looking at my my personal big board right now. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys that I'd be comfortable, wide receivers that I'd be comfortable with in the first round. I don't think all eight will go in the first round. Um, but I got them there. You know, you look at linebackers, uh, Devin Lloyd from Utah, Nakobe Dean from Georgia, probably the safer first round picks, but there's Leo Chanel from Wisconsin as well in that running. Um, and I, I'm, I'll say this when we get to our, our, uh, draft stuff, but Chad Muma, who's from Wyoming, he will not be a first round draft pick, but if you get him in the second round, he's going to start for you. He's going to be a great linebacker. And, uh, so there is a little bit of value there at linebackers, especially inside linebackers, uh, this year as well. Cornerbacks, uh, expected Gardner and probably Stingley to be off the board. If a guy like Trent McDuffie falls here from Washington, uh, he would be a great pickup at this 15 spot as well. Um, there are other corners that, you know, again, I'll talk about as we move on throughout the, the episode here today. Uh, safety wise, you know, Kyle Hamilton is clearly a first round safety. There's a chance that we'll see a second safety go, uh, either Lewis Seen from Georgia or Shaquan Brisker from Penn State, but more than likely Hamilton's the only safety going in the first round, uh, there as well. So wide receiver wise, you're looking at guys like Jamison Williams from Alabama, who was injured. Uh, Chris Olave at Ohio State. Traylon Burks from Arkansas are probably the guys you're looking at here in this 15 range uh, for Philadelphia. And again, they've got another pick at 18. So uh, they're going to have an option of what they want to go with, best player available. And again, maybe they move again. Maybe they trade down again uh, out of this pick. 
any chance Philadelphia takes a quarterback in the first or second round this year? Um, definitely not in the first round. Um, I wouldn't think maybe in the second round, but again, it's going to depend. The quarterback thing's going to be interesting because we're we're right here in, in these picks we're looking at. You know where a quarterback could go. And um, I think in some ways with the talent in this draft, it's true in every position, but really the quarterback is going to be how the teams have them ranked because teams, you know, do not rank guys the same. And when it comes to the quarterback, um, you know, I, I think any of the top four or five, any, any team could have one of them higher than the other. Uh, that In that case, that'll probably mean quarterbacks will drop a little bit because they may be waiting for the guy they want. On the other hand, there may be a specific guy there. And I think that could, you know, I, I looked at that. There's probably about nine teams that could draft a quarterback in this draft, not necessarily in the first round. Um, but again, you, you know, you have maybe the top five or six quarterbacks, depending how they're ranked at any point, somebody could move up and take um, that guy. But it does look like most teams that need quarterbacks have somebody that they can go with this year. And then they could bring somebody in. Maybe that maybe the new guy could beat them out, uh, or he'd be something for the future. And that's the way with almost every team. Uh, now we may not agree that those guys are going to be adequate, <laughs> but they have a guy in place who has either been a starter or probably could be a starter at the start of the year. Yeah, and that could get we're really interesting when you get down to these picks with guys like Philadelphia, New Orleans. Yeah. I mean, maybe they weren't planning on going quarterback here but maybe no one else has drafted one yet. <laughs> now all of a sudden you're looking at your pick of the litter at 15 or 16 where you might go, well, I mean, they're there. We've got a number one quarterback on our board. We thought he would be gone by eight or nine, and here he sits. So maybe they end up going quarterback if the right one falls to them. Uh, I'll go on record, Dad. I've already said four quarterbacks are going in the first round. I think Desmond Ritter is the third quarterback off the board following Pickett and Willis, I think Willis will go one, pick at two. That wouldn't surprise me if that gets flip-flopped. Uh, but I think that uh, that Ritter goes number three whenever that happens. Uh, Saints are next at number 16. They acquired this pick from Indianapolis. They draft again at 19, the pick they acquired from Philadelphia. Dennis Allen is the new head coach in town. Pete Carmichael, the OC. Ryan Nielsen and Chris Richard will split uh, the defense coordinator job, Darren Rizzi, special teams. Key players, Jameis Winston, Alvin Kamara, Marquez Callaway. I have a question mark beside Michael Thomas. Is he going to play this year? Uh, I keep thinking he's going to get moved at some point here as well. And, Dad, I think uh, he could be a, a – that's one guy I've thought in the back of my head for Green Bay uh, if the price is right, but I don't, I'm not sure that's happening. Nonetheless, Taysom Hill still on the team. He's listed as a tight end, by the way. Uh, Taysom Hill is. Safety, Marcus May. <laughs> Quarter, cornerback Marshawn Lattimore. They need offensive line. They need wide receiver. They need linebacker, safety, and cornerback. Some would say they need a quarterback. I think that you can survive with Winston for a couple more seasons and wait out for a better quarterback. But again, like we just talked about, if they haven't been drafted yet and you get to New Orleans at 16 and you still have Willis sitting there, I think they take him. I don't think they take Pickett. Um, I think they're more game for one of these guys if they don't take a quarterback at 16 and Desmond Ritter's there at 19, I think he goes then uh, as well. But nonetheless, here we go. The Saints offensive line, they kind of need a little bit of everything uh, with the exception of running back. Uh, this is an interesting team, Dad. They New head coach, Dennis Allen, he's coached before and been in New Orleans for a little bit as the defensive coordinator. Uh, but when you, when you lose Sean Payton, I feel like you're going to lose something uh, a fair amount. Uh, coming into this season. No, I, I think that's true. Um, I think in this draft spot, it'll be, um, should be wide receiver or, or offensive tackle, depending on the best one that's available there. And there could be, um, you know, good ones from both. But yeah, New Orleans definitely rebuilding again. Um, you know, you have a coach that was there. So the system, you know, may not, um, you know, have a complete overhaul like it would with a brand new coach. Uh, but again, you know, um, with, you know, with Tampa Bay being a force again in the um, division, um, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah. And remember they brought in Andy Dalton as the backup quarterback, by the way. Yeah. So you got Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, and last year they drafted Ian Book from Notre Dame. So those are the three quarterbacks on the roster right now. 
Um, and Andy Dalton, if they draft a quarterback, has got to be kind of feeling it, considering that last year he went to Chicago where they drafted Justin Fields. No surprise. They also had Nick Folk there as well. Running back, you know, Cal- Alvin Kamara is really, really good. They got Mark Ingram. He's old and maybe towards the end of his time. Tony Jones Jr., Josh Adams there as well. Um, but I think offensive line's a good, this is a good spot for offensive line for sure. Uh, they're, they've got an okay offensive line, but they need to get it better. Defensively, they got some older guys, guys that have been around. Cam Jordan, uh, is there. Um, of course, you still have Marcus Davenport, Shy Tuttle, uh, younger guys. Linebacker, though, they've had DeMario Davis for a while, veteran, solid linebacker. And if the right, right guy's still there, uh, at, at inside linebacker, I think it makes sense for them. Uh, there as well, but we will see how all that shakes out. They drafted a guy in the second round last year at linebacker, so it'd be a little surprising. Uh, they are cornerback again, depending on who's falling. This might be the spot where you got a guy um, like uh, uh, why can't I remember his name? Um, like Booth, Booth uh, from Clemson could be. Yeah, Booth from Clemson. I think it's a little high for him. I could be wrong, uh, but like Stingley, if Stingley falls down to this point. It makes perfect sense for New Orleans to go get them uh, as well. So uh, that is Philadelphia, uh, New Orleans. They go at 16 and 19. At 17 is the, <laughs> I almost did it, the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, coached by Brandon Staley, his second year. Offense coordinators, Joe Lombardi. Ronaldo Hill, the defensive coordinator, Ryan Ficken, the special teams coach. Uh, Justin Herbert at quarterback, Austin Eckler, running back Keenan Allen, and they've got a good little stable of receivers, Josh Palmer, Mike Williams included. Uh, defensively, Joey Bosa, they bring in Khalil Mack. They've got J.C. Jackson and Asante Samuel Jr. at cornerbacks and Derwin James at safety. This is a team that doesn't necessarily need a ton, um, and kind of anything that they draft, as long as they're productive, is going to be a positive for this team. They could use help with guard inside, inside offensive linemen, tight end and defensive line. And, Dad, I think this is the perfect spot for a Georgia defensive lineman. Uh, if they're still there, Devontae Wyatt or Jordan Davis. I like Davis better than Wyatt. Uh, Wyatt is on above Davis on most boards, but uh, not by a whole lot either. Uh, but this team is a team that's underachieved for decades, uh, and it's time for them to, to get over that hump. Now that Joe Burrow's done it, Justin Herbert, it's his time. Yes, um, I, I think, you know, the Chargers, you know, again, they're going to be in a very tough division, but I think they're going to, you know, have a chance to really be um, a premier team. And um, I think you're right, the defensive line. The other thing is I think they could use an offensive tackle. And I think depending on who has slipped here, um, you know, that would make some sense too. I know Brian Balaga is not there at right tackle. And, um, I, you know, a strong, again, when you got Justin Herbert and you've got the weapons on offense, you know, b- b- continuing to build your offensive line always makes sense too. And they have made some upgrades on defense. So, um, but yeah, I, I think if one of the top two, um, defensive linemen are there or one of the top three or four tackles, um, that would be the way to go. Yeah, they've got, of course, Rashawn Slater, who they drafted last year in the first round, and he was phenomenal for them uh, this year at one tackle. Currently, uh, Storm Norton is the uh, right tackle, as it's listed here. Uh, Corey Lindsley still at guard, and then you've got Matt Feiler and Brendan James. Uh, James there as well, and Brendan James was a fifth-round pick last year, and he's scheduled to be the starter as it sits currently uh, there as well. Um, and you know, again, later in the draft, maybe adding to that running back room, but not in the first round. When you have a defense that has Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack on the edges, uh, you want to make sure you seal up any other needs that you have on the defense because they could be dominant there, especially in a, in a, again, a division that we've talked about that has Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, uh, and Darren Waller, by the way, as well, that has Patrick Mahomes, uh, and that has Russell Wilson now, and he's got a good stable of receivers in Denver. Um, also, all right. Uh, so that's the chargers. My, uh, sheet shut down on me. All right, here we go. They're at 17 at 18. It'll be the Eagles. Again, that's from new Orleans. 19 is new Orleans. That one from the Eagles. Uh, then number 20 brings us the Pittsburgh Steelers, a very intriguing team in this year's draft head coach, Mike Tomlin, offense coordinator, Matt Canada, Terrell Austin is the defense coordinator, Danny Smith. Special teams, key players, Mitch Trubisky at quarterback, 
Najee Harris at running back, Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool wide receivers. Defensively, they got TJ Watt, Devin Bush, Minka Fitzpatrick, Miles Jack, and Cameron Hayward as well. They need offensive line, uh, safety, and cornerback help. And I've got a question mark beside quarterback, Dad, because a lot of people have penciled them in as a, as a team to draft a quarterback. And especially with the tragic passing of Haskins, now their quarterback room is a little less deep than it was. I'm all in the Mitch Trubisky train. Uh, I feel like he is a legit quarterback that has a legit chance to help Pittsburgh. But do you think they look at quarterback at number 20? Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're team Team ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Um, no, I, that's a really good question. Um, I think Trubinsky is definitely insurance. It, it really depends if they've got somebody they really like. And of course there was a lot, uh, they talked about with, um, with Willis as far as, um, you know, at his pro day and, you know, the deal with, um, you know, the coach there from Pittsburgh eating wings with him and everything. So, you know, you just don't know, um, if, if it's somebody they really want and they're there, then, um, you know, maybe that's what they're, you know, maybe that's what they're looking at. Seems like they could help themselves well with um, um, offensive line or safety or cornerback. Um, you never know kind of what, you know, what they're thinking there. So um, I, you know, be a little surprised. But like you said, the quarterbacks are going to go somewhere and Pittsburgh's probably a legitimate shot. Will they move up to get somebody? I'd be a little surprised about that. But um, this might be like New England was last year. If the guy drops to them, they could be ready to take them. I just hate when a team goes out and gets a quarterback but then doesn't do anything to help them. Yeah. And, you know, Trubisky, again, he was highly rated coming out of the draft. I don't – I believe he was rated higher than any of the quarterbacks in the draft this year. Then you've got a situation where you've got a good running back in Najee Harris. You've got a couple good receivers – the offensive line really isn't that good. You've got Mason Cole at center, Kevin Dotson and James Daniels at guards, uh, Chikwuma Okorafor uh, at right tackle, and Dan Moore Jr., a fourth-round pick last year, slated to start at left tackle. So that's that's not going to do it for Trubisky. And if you go out and draft a quarterback at 20, what you're saying is this year is not as important to us as next year. <laughs> and you're kind of punting. Uh, and a, to a degree, because you're not helping your quarterback out defensively, they're aging. They got some good guys. They got Tyson Alualua uh, at tackles, uh, Stephen Tuitt, and uh, and Cameron Hayward. That kind of rounds up a pretty solid but older defensive line. T.J. Watt signed the huge deal this year. Devin Bush and Miles Jacks are good, uh, Jack. And then uh, again, cornerback. Again, you're looking at more aged guys on this team, um, and you're going to have to get younger at some point too. I really feel like. Uh, this this draft pick can do a lot for the future of Pittsburgh, but as well helping the present. I think O-line is the biggest area here where they can go. Guys like, again, Bernard Raymond from Central Michigan, uh, Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa, uh, even Tyler Lunderbaum from, Linderbaum from Iowa. The guy I like here, Dad, is a cornerback, Kair Elam from Florida. Uh, some people, that he ranges on different people's boards of where they put him at. Uh, I, from what I've seen from him and my research has him, I, I like him at this spot as well. But if you can get one of the top four offensive linemen in this draft at 20, I think you got to do it here for Pittsburgh as well. Uh, let's go to number 21, which is the New England Patriots coached by Bill Belichick, still without an offensive coordinator uh, since there's left to go be the head coach at Las Vegas. 
Steve Belichick and Jared Mayo are the defensive coordinators. Cameron uh, Acord is the special teams coordinator. Key players, Mac Jones, Damian Harris at running back, Devontae Parker they brought in from Miami. They still have the two uh, tight ends, Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. Defensively, Matt Judon, Devin McCourty, Jabril Peppers they brought over. I'm not sure if Peppers is going to slot in next to McCourty or what the plans are there uh, for him. They have needs at wide receiver, uh, guard, offensive guard, defensive lineman, linebacker, and cornerback. Uh, Dad, in my notes, who I've slotted here as the perfect player for New England is a great player that falls. Uh, so basically, it seems like every year New England sits there and someone just falls in their lap and uh, kind of expecting that to happen again this year. Uh, Jamison Williams, the wide receiver from Alabama, again, he's injured, uh, recovery from injury. How quickly can he play? No one knows. But when he recovers, he should be phenomenal. So I've got his name here. Uh, Devin Lloyd from Utah, the linebacker, and Kobe Dean from Georgia, linebacker as well, are guys that I like at this spot at 21. Uh, but your thoughts on New England? Um, yeah, I mean, of course, you know, to sit here and predict what's Bill Belichick going to do, you know, that good luck with that. So you never really know. Um, but yeah, I, I think someone could drop to him. Um, you know, the connection he has with Saban and Alabama, it would make a lot of sense with a wide receiver. You know, he would know exactly what, what that's going to, um, be. So I could see that being, um, making a lot of sense. And, but like you said, you know, a good corner, uh, the good linebacker, depending if they fall. Also, New England has a history of trading. So, um, you know, this could be a pick. You know, he may drop down a a couple picks and um, pick up a few more draft picks. That would not be surprising for Belichick either. Yeah, and they sit right before Green Bay. So if you got a team that wants a receiver and there's a receiver sitting there at 21, you could see them moving up ahead of Green Bay to go get that receiver. Uh, I'm looking through the teams behind them. I don't think Dallas would move up for a receiver. Arizona, I wouldn't think, <laughs> would move up for a receiver. Buffalo, maybe. Um, you know, you got Tennessee, Tampa back there, uh, the Chiefs and the Bengals and the Lions here in the first round. Uh, but, yeah, again, you're looking at, at when you're trying to figure out what's going to happen – you look at who's behind them and maybe somebody wants to jump somebody for a player they think that person is interested in. And so that's definitely a big option here. And Bill Belichick just always seems to get a steal of some kind uh, on draft night. At 22, that brings us to Green Bay's first pick uh, as they select here for uh, Las Vegas. Matt LaFleur, head coach, Adam Stenovich, the new offensive coordinator. Joe Barry, defense coordinator, and Rich Basaccia is the new special teams coordinator. Key players, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. Uh, usually you'd have more uh, players than that to talk about on the offensive side, not talking about offensive linemen, but uh, losing Devontae Adams this year. And, uh, of course, they did bring in Sammy Watkins. But defensively, Kenny Clark. Devondre Campbell, Rashawn Gary, Jair Alexander, uh, amongst others. The needs for Green Bay is wide receiver, tight end, uh, defensive end, which is defensive line, uh, not edge. Well, they need edge to inside linebacker possibly as well. Uh, so they've got kind of a wide game. At wide receiver, that is by far the biggest need uh, that Green Bay has. But if we know anything about this Green Bay Packer front office, it would be an absolute shock if uh, they drafted a wide receiver at number 22. What are your thoughts? Um, well, I mean, wide receiver really is in many ways, you know, where they, they need to go. It's obviously the biggest need. Um, I, if, you know, I, I, it, it'll be crazy if they don't pick a wide receiver, but they very easily, you know, could not. Um, it depends kind of, again, how they have them ranked on their board. Um I could see them if they need to. I mean, they have a lot of picks, so it would be great if they could keep those picks. I think uh, their history, you know, um, Goody's history, I think they could do real well with that. But if they're going to move up, I think you're looking, you know, you got Philadelphia with two picks, New Orleans with two picks, um, and that might get them up if there's a player, you know, they know they need um, – or they want there. Cause again, both those two teams could take wide receivers also. So um, it'll just depend how deep they think the wide receiver um, pool is. 
Yeah, I don't want to see them trade. I want to see them hold their spots, draft, use their first two picks here, draft where they are. I don't mind them moving up in other rounds, but I don't want to see them move in here in the first round personally. I think there's enough talent where they can get some big-time players here at 22 and again at 20, what is it, 8? Yeah, 28 as well. Um, a lot of people have Chris Olave, the uh, Ohio State receiver, uh, falling to Green Bay. Um, several people think that he might go earlier than that, but, uh, uh, he could be their edge rusher, David Ojabu, uh, from Michigan. Uh, they've had success with, with Rashawn Gary. So maybe that happens as well. Uh, Traylon Burks, the big old wide receiver from Arkansas would be an interesting, intriguing option here. Zion Johnson, the guard from Boston college. And then you got the tight end Trey McBride from Colorado state. Uh, I'd be a little surprised if Green Bay goes tight end here in the first round, but, uh, you know, again, you get the number one player at the position. It can't be all bad uh, there as well. And again, picking just a, about six six picks apart, you can kind of be, uh, you know, best best player available at that point, and then move down and get somebody. Wouldn't surprise me, Dad. I was looking their offensive line. There's they're pretty well set as far as a starting offensive line goes, but they don't have depth currently um, at offensive line. They through free agency um, and things like that. Guys have gone. I'm looking real quick to see they've got. Bakhtiari should be back at left tackle. John Runyon, Josh Myers, Royce Newman, and Elgin Jenkins as their starters. But then they've got uh, Yash uh, Neiman, uh, Jake Hansen, Cole Van Lanen, and Michael Minnett, uh back there. Doesn't doesn't stir up a lot of confidence. Uh, they like uh, uh, Nijman, uh, I think is how you say that, Neiman. Uh, but nonetheless, yeah, they're going to have to get some depth there. And they stereotypically like taking those big guys early in the draft as well. Um, number 23 is the Cardinals, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach, Sean Kugler, uh, uh, offense coordinator, Vance Joseph, defensive coordinator, Jeff Rogers, special teams, key players as it currently sits, Kyler Murray, James Connor, DeAndre Hopkins, Zach Ertz, JJ Watt, Isaiah Simmons, and Zavin Collins, uh, two of their most recent draft picks, Buda Baker back there at safety. They need cornerbacks pretty bad. Uh, that's where I expect them to go here. They need an edge rusher or two. And they might need a quarterback, and sitting at number 23, there might be a quarterback there for them to take. Uh, it still would surprise me if they don't get things worked out with Kyler Murray. But I think cornerback's where they go here. Arizona's just a couple pieces away from being special. Yes, and I think cornerback or edge is where it makes sense. Uh, yeah, they, you know, they, they, they slid a little bit at the end of the year last year, but I think they're a team that could be and should be very good. And, um, and yeah, I think cornerback or edge or should be a good one of both, of both of them there. And that would make sense in this first round. Cornerbacks. I like, I still like hair Elam there from Florida. I think this is a perfect spot for him to go. Dax Hill from Michigan is moving up people's boards. So look for him to go here in the back half of the first round. Uh, Jalen Petre from, uh, Baylor also edge rushers, guys like Arnold Ebikite from Penn, Penn state. And Boye Mathe from Minnesota would be good spots for there as well. If they go linebacker, like an edge rusher uh, here, you would be talking about three years straight. Isaiah Simmons two years ago, Zayvon Collins last year, and then an edge outside backer, uh, linebacker here as well. Uh, be interested to see where the Cardinals end up going. And again, they have a, another tough division, um, and it'll be interesting to see kind of what they try to do to build on to their team. At 24, it's the Dallas Cowboys, Mike McCarthy. Uh, head coach Kellen Moore, OC, Dan Quinn, DC, and John Fossil, special teams coordinator. I'll say it again. John Fossil was a problem last year. I felt like he was talking too much. Saw him talking to McCarthy a lot on the sidelines and big, important moments of games. And I felt like he was a distraction, but he's still there. Um, key players, Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, CD Lamb, Dalton Schultz on the offensive side, Demarcus Lawrence, Dante Fowler, Micah Parsons, Trevon Diggs, on the defensive side, they need offensive line and defensive line pretty bad, Dad. I've got Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa as a good good fit here. Travis Jones from UConn, a defensive lineman. It's probably a little early for him, uh, but guard Kenyon Green from Texas A&M would be another good fit uh, here as well. Uh, your thoughts with Dallas at 24? Yeah, I think offensive line would, uh, would make a lot of sense there and like I said of course they can use defensive help um depending on you know uh, 
defensive line or again you know even the same way with edge or with a safety but um i i offensive line makes a lot of sense um with dallas there i wouldn't expect them to move um at this point you know i would think they'd keep that spot and make a pick we have talked about wide receivers somebody you know they could be looking at too but um you know we we will see and that was yeah. interesting about your comment about Fossil being a distraction talking there on the sidelines. I do think Dallas has a distraction talking on the sidelines, but it's not necessarily just Fossil. I think it's the owner, but we've talked about that before. So, Yeah. No, I remember clear as day at the end of the season, or was it was Dallas in the playoffs? I've already forgotten. Um, but it was a big game at the end of the season. It may have been playoffs. And I just saw John Fossil constantly talking to McCarthy, and I'm like, dude, you're the special teams coordinator. Take a seat and let him do his job. But nonetheless, um, if wide receiver Traylon Burks is there at 24, Arkansas kid, Jerry Jones loves Arkansas, uh, wouldn't be completely surprised if he goes there. But that's not a huge need. Yes, they got rid of Amari Cooper. but They've got a pretty good good setup there at wide receiver as well. I think that'd be the waste a waste of the pick there. Um, but who knows? Uh, Jaquan Brisker is a safety uh, from Penn State. Could be an interesting fit there as well in Dallas. Uh, then our last one for today, Dad, is number 25, the Buffalo Bills. Sean McDermott, head coach, Ken Dorsey, OC. Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator, Matthew Smiley, is special teams. Key players, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs on the offensive side. Uh, they bring in Vaughn Miller. They have Jermaine Edmonds, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, Tredavious White, and O.J. Howard, I forgot about him, tied in. They brought in as well. Running back, uh, I think they need a dynamic running back. I'm not sure that they can get one here. Um, wide receiver and cornerback are the spots that I've got uh, down here for Buffalo. And, Dad, I love this spot at wide receiver for, for Buffalo at 25. Uh, Jahan Dotson from Penn State is a really intriguing prospect. Would love to see him in Green Bay. Um, smaller receiver but dynamic athlete. Sky Moore from Western Michigan and George Pickens from Georgia. I think are all intriguing wide receiver options here. Uh, but then you look at your running backs. This is the, really the first potential spot for a running back to go. And a lot of people say it's too high. But Kenny Walker uh, from Michigan State uh, here I think would be a great pick for Buffalo. I'm not sure they're willing to pull the trigger uh, there. There will be plenty of cornerbacks available at this spot as well uh, for Buffalo to choose from. So what's your thoughts, Buffalo? I mean, they should be Super Bowl contenders next year. Yes, I, I mean, I think in some ways it could be a reach, but I would think that running back could be a real possibility here. They need a running back, and if one of the top three or so they have projected to be able to help them, you got Hall from Iowa State, you got Walker, as you said, from Michigan State, you got Spiller from Texas A&M. Um, if any of those are ones that they think have potential, and we have seen a rookie running back can come in and you know make a difference right away, and they've got so many other weapons um, that you know, I, I think a running back would have a good chance there. Again, they could be safe and go with cornerback, um, you know, or other areas there that they could, you know, they can always bulk up in any of those areas. But um, I, they might take a running back here because again, they're not going to pick till later in the second round. So if there's one of them, you know, if not, then I think they'll take a couple running backs as the draft goes on and give them a shot. All right, so next week or Friday's episode, we'll pick up with the Titans. And I'll say it now, Dad, Titans, uh, prime spot for a quarterback at number 26, uh, depending on who's sitting there, a guy like Matt Corral, uh, Desmond Ritter, or Sam Howell, whoever they like. Uh, I think that a quarterback could go at number 26. But we'll talk about that more next week uh, as we cover out the rest of the team's drafting, which is Tennessee, Tampa, Kansas City, Cincinnati. And then we'll look at the other teams that do not have a first-round pick as well. Uh, in that coverage. Uh, a couple other things I want to talk about before we uh, get on the road today. Uh, let's see here. Let's do a little bit of basketball real quick. I don't think you watch a whole lot of NBA basketball. I know you watch some, but uh, Saturday night, uh, Kentucky basketball continues to show they can produce NBA players, just can't win championships in Lexington. Uh, Tyrese Maxey goes off 38 points, four boards, two assists. Carl Anthony Towns had the double-double, 29-13-3. and three. Uh, then on Sunday's games, uh, Miami absolutely torched Atlanta. 
Uh, Bam and Tyler Hero didn't have great games, but uh, nonetheless, intriguing to me to continue to watch former Kentucky Wildcats blossom in the NBA uh, while having nothing to show for it in their time in Lexington. Um, Speaking of college basketball, Dad, Memphis won a big recruiting battle last year with Amani Bates. After one season with Penny Hardaway, he says, I'm out, uh, looking for a new place to go. Um, you know, it's one thing to see a lot of players transferring, but to see one of the top recruits in the nation last year, um, after one year, instead of going pro, he's going to another college. Uh, is this surprising or is this just the new normal? I think it's probably the new normal with the transfer portal. You know, a little surprised about this because Memphis made a good run. And, again, I think, you know, has a very good coach with Hardaway. So I was a little surprised that he would lose a guy like that. Um, but, no, looks like – I mean, he obviously entered the portal, so he could go to another college. I guess he still has, what, the two pro options too, uh, the D-League and another league there. So um, we, we'll see where he goes. Yeah, I'm hoping Kentucky goes after him. Love to have a talent like that on the team. Uh, Speaking of Kentucky, former Kentucky assistant and New York Knicks assistant, Kenny Payne, hired at Louisville earlier in the year. He brings on some pretty big hires. Nolan Smith comes over from Duke, and then he also announces he's bringing in Danny Manning as an assistant coach. They're in the running for the number one player uh, uh, for next season uh, as well. So Kenny Payne's already making a dent at Louisville, some big-time hires. Uh, we already know he's a great recruiter, but how long do you think until Louisville is at the top of the ACC again? Um, you know, they could probably move there pretty quick. You know, the way things go now with recruiting, you get to top one or two, you know, um, it can make a difference. Yeah, bringing Danny Manning in, I remember with him, you know, he was a great player. And um, all, all that's got to really help as far as recruiting is concerned. Uh, other things going on in transfer portals in football, JT Daniels was at USC, then he moved to Georgia. Now he's on to school number three, West Virginia. Take me home, country roads. JT Daniels is sitting there, was at one time considered one of the top quarterback prospects. Couldn't beat out Stetson Bennett last year at Georgia. Um, and so he's going to try West Virginia. Is there any chance for a guy on school number three to be what we thought he was going to be coming out of high school? Well, I mean, you wouldn't think that he'd be what he's, you know, thought of coming out of high school, but we'll see. You know, he's in West Virginia, and he'll get a chance there, you know, in a in a fairly good program. So, um, yeah, you know, like I said, this deal of everybody moving around like that, it's just crazy. It is indeed. All right, last thing I want to hit on, Dad, is the USFL. They kicked off on Saturday and on Sunday uh, we watched some of it and curious of your thoughts um, uh, about the broadcast, uh, about the play, anything that stood out to you with the USFL. Um, yes, I, I thought it was very enjoyable to watch. I was watching along, you know, with my wife, with your mother, and um, she watched a little bit. And she said, this is really a lot of fun to watch. These guys act like they really want to be there and they really have a lot of energy. And that that is exactly what I was thinking. I mean, uh, it, you know, the, the, again, it, it seems very upbeat, very fast paced. It does seem very professional to me, maybe that's because of the coaches that they have. I mean, you know, there's not a lot of disorganization or things like that, at least in the games that I saw. And um, like I said, just, you know, boy, a lot a, a lot of hitting, a lot of, you know, aggressiveness. And like I said, to me, it was just, you know, um, up-tempo. It didn't look like practice players. Um, you know, it, it looked like these guys really, like I said, enjoying it, wanting to be there. And um, be interesting to see how it goes. You know, a great opening game, and and then more games to follow there. And it, it you know, I I think if they're going to put a good product on the field. It'll be fun to watch. Um, you know, uh, up 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 upbeat. And again, you want you watch a couple weeks, then you're going to get a player or two you're going to watch and just say, hey, is this somebody somebody in the NFL could take um, a look at? But um, I think their organization, I think the coaching they have, 
um, shows. Like I said, it looked it looked to me like it was just a very good product. Yeah, and uh, you know, I thought it was interesting on Sunday's early game, the Gamblers versus the Panthers. You had Jason Garrett and Jack Collinsworth on the call, former Cowboys head coach and Chris Collinsworth's son uh, doing the call. And I thought they did a pretty good job. I thought the team did a good job Saturday as well. Um, the one thing I complained about, and I put it on Twitter, uh, I thought the, everything was good. There was just a lot of noise. Um, they had all kinds of microphones on the field. So you hear the coach talking and you hear guy players talking. I understand the trying to get lots of access, and I can appreciate that. Um, but it's hard to pay attention when you got that many voices going on in your head. So that was my one suggestion to the USFLs. Maybe, you know, let's try to just have, have the coaches mic on, then turn it off and go to the other coaches, whatever, you know, uh, maybe we calm the voices down, but I think the product so far has been good. The gamblers and Panthers game Sunday afternoon was phenomenal. Came down to the last play. Shea Patterson chucked it in the end zone. The guy caught it, but only got one foot in and, and they ended up losing uh, but uh, it's interesting to see Paxton Lynch out there throwing interceptions just like his NFL days. Uh, <laughs> you got uh, Jeff Fisher back on the sideline as well. So uh, yeah, I thought the product overall is good. We'll see how it carries through the next <laughs> couple of weeks and see if it can uh, it can maintain its thing. Uh, Dad, we got a little bit of lag, but is there anything else you want to talk about before we close out? Um, no, like I said, it's, you know, a good time. A lot of sports going on now. We're getting ready for playoffs. Of course, NBA playoffs starting. Hockey playoffs coming up pretty quick. So that will be good. And all's right in the baseball world with the Giants in first place. The Giants in first place. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, all right, very good. Tune in uh, to, uh, if you missed it Sunday night, uh, go get the Belly Up Fantasy Baseball Live podcast. Uh, myself and Kevin uh, breaking down things going on in the fantasy baseball world as well. Go to shockedenergy.com to get you a low-cal, uh, no-sugar energy drink. Use code STOVE, and you get 10% off your purchase. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sports Stove. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Sports Stove podcast. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.